Hey everyone, welcome back to the Golden Trio Podcast. It's MK. And it's Maddie. And it's Nicole. Hey ladies, what are we up to this week? What's going on? What's the vibes? Oh, you know, surviving. Surviving. Um, yes. And I have been very nostalgic this week. Um, as it is back to school for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. for you know, college elementary school middle school high school all of that grad school you know everything hopefully Um, hopefully they get to stay in school (laughs) yes um so I feel like there is going to be a huge surge at Bama Uh, absolutely (laughs) but yeah it's made me I've been very nostalgic of my college days this week uh mainly sorority stuff I know Mary Kath has too Thanks, Bama Rush TikTok. I really yes, appreciate Yes, thank you, Bama you. Rush TikTok. Um, well, with that being said, I'm super excited to talk about our topic this week, which has been hot and popular, and we a little bit alluded to last week mm-hmm. um, in Mary Catherine's Cinema Corner. We mm-hmm. are talking all about Outer Banks today. I'm so excited because that show, the chokehold that show has on me, <laughs> unreal. I'm being real. Literally and figuratively, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> um, no, it's very, oh, it's so good. And I feel like, especially because it releases in the summertime, like they just time it out so well. And everything about it is just... So before we really get into talking about everything, I have a question question. for everyone. Um, All right, we're going to go around the circle and we're just going to say what each of us has, pogue or kook energy. Okay. You are not allowed to comment on yourself. Everyone else has to vote on you. Okay, but you also can't get mad. D- oh, of course. No, this is literally a fiction TV no. show. So, all right, let's start with Maddie. Mary Kath, what do you think Maddie has? Oh, I thought you were going to say start with me to oh, say everyone else. I, and I was okay. not ready. Anyways, uh, it's fine. But here we go. Um, okay, so I'm starting with Maddie and then I'll do you, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Nicole, you have kook energy and Maddie, you have pogue energy. And I said what I said. Oops. <laughs> I do think Maddie has kook energy. Oh. <gasps> I'm so sorry. That's it's okay. I don't like to run, so <laughs> I am deceased, and I um, dropped my chicken. That's how strongly I felt oh. about this. <laughs> I think Mary Catherine has Pogue energy, though. Um, I I would have to agree. Mary Catherine is very much uh, Pogue. Um, if she were like anyone in, well, we'll get to the characters later, but I think she is Pope. Um, Nicole, I hate to say it too, uh, you are a kook, but you're not, I would say you're, you're like, like topper. Like, or no, I would say you're like, like key. key. You like to hang yeah. out, you identify as one, but you come from a kook background. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Oh my yes, God, I'm a poke sun with a kook moon. <laughs> <laughs> and a combination rising. Uh, oh, no. gosh. I I don't know I oh I let's just jump right into it because I'm so excited to talk about it so before you too. before you watched season two what were you guys' opinions on season one and what were your kind of like predictions coming into the season um well with season one first of all it came out like perfect timing this was a like near beginning of quarantine it came out in like April of 2020 And I had never heard of any of these actors before. And I remember watching it because I was like, oh, this seems cool. Like I literally had nothing else really new to watch at the time. And I binged it in a day and a half. And I became quickly obsessed with uh, everybody in the cast, but mainly one person. Uh, Mary Catherine can attest to it. Uh, I would say I like told... I'm not being like, I'm gatekeeping it, whatever. But I like suggested it to absolutely everybody. I was like, everybody needs to watch this show. It's very, at the time, like underrated. And it literally blew up overnight. So 
after season one, I definitely thought they were going to get the gold. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And boy, oh boy, um, everything changed. Like, I thought it was just going to be a continuous thing for the gold. Someone might die along the way. Yeah, I really honestly had didn't know what to expect. No, I had the very a very similar perception of what I thought was going to happen. I, well, first of all, season one, I was obsessed with, and I did deep obsession with JJ's character, and I still, he was my man from day one, <laughs> and I stand by it. Um, but. I totally agree with you. I thought the whole season was still going to be centered around getting the gold in some way. I didn't know if I thought they were going to get the gold as much as like, I thought it was going to be very centered around that and centered around how they were going to get back. Like they're stuck in the Bahamas. Yes. How are they going to get back? I had a totally different thought of like what them all like being reunited was going to look like. Um, because I thought it was going to be very much like the Pogues having to help them get back and like help figure out a way and all of this. And I thought Topper was going to join the Pogues and be like helpful. And I still maintain that in a coming season, I want to see a redeemed Topper who's trying to be a good guy and JJ try to work together. I think that dynamic would just be, I think it would be so good. That would be an interesting dynamic for sure. I don't know if it would be something that they would do, but I wouldn't mind to see it. That's for sure. Mary Kath, what were you expecting going into season two? Well, we obviously knew like that like cliffhanger of like, oh my God, they died. Wait, no, they didn't. They got rescued. Um, So I definitely thought it maybe they would be more about like finding the gold and um somehow finding their way back to the land which i mean or the u.s um which they sort of kind of did happen um they're reunited they're reuniting with like pope and jj and key was definitely more nonchalant than i thought it was going to be um kind of just we're both in the same area at the same time coincidentally me too Uh, I expected something much bigger I don't know what I expected it to look like I didn't think I I just expected it to look very different I expected like a big homecoming or like a big like celebration some kind of like big rescue or like a big thing and instead it was just kind of like Oh, oh, you're in Charleston. You're in Charleston. You're in Charleston. I must each other. I must say though that the scene when Key and JJ and Pope were in class and they get the text. Yeah. I would say I would say it made up for it because the reactions were like, oh my God, they're alive. Um, I agree that there could have been a better uh form of a reunion, but also in the circumstances that they were in they couldn't do something big they kind of had to be like oh my god this is great cool okay let's go do this let's do this and like you know whatever um was happening later on yeah I just expected I expected JJ Key and Pope to help them in their like getting back which they didn't that's what I did that's that's what I'm getting at not not like a yeah, because John B was wanted, so they weren't going to do a big celebration. Like, I get that. But I was more saying, like, more thinking along the lines of, like, okay, Key, Pope, and JJ are going to play some big, vital role in them getting back to the States when, in reaction, it was the Spider-Man meme of your Charleston. <laughs> so. <laughs> or even, like, sealing a boat. Like, that was one thing I was kind of expecting was the, the Pogues, like, sealing a boat and figuring out what's going on. But again, they didn't really have phones. Um, like, There's a lot know, of flaws. In the era and John B. So, uh, yeah. But I think this is a good segue since we're starting about talk about some characters more. Um, what were your guys' favorite characters uh, in season one versus season two? Because I think everybody kind of had a huge character development within the past uh first season compared to the second for sure I mean I loved in season one and season two 
Um, obsessed with JJ. I was deeply in love with him in both seasons. Um, toxic, daddy issues. It's everything I look for in a character. Um, but in season one, I really, really liked Sarah Cameron a lot better than I did in season two. She wasn't bad in season two. I just liked her better in season one. And I have to agree. I agree. Hope I liked better in season two than I liked in season one. I thought he was kind of like boring in season one. I was like, okay, whatever. He's like the, sm- the brains of the operation. But like season two, I was like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think that's a, a good consensus with everyone. And then for some reason, like... I didn't mind Key, but she just, she felt, I don't want to say annoying, but maybe that is what it is in season two rather than in season one. Um, That's super interesting because I liked her better in season two than I did in season one. Same. I just don't think I like her character that much. I think that's my prob. Um, Yeah. She's, I don't know how to put it into words but I was annoyed that they tried to make her a love interest for Pope and then it just didn't well first of all for John B well yeah she just like she felt like the person that the producers were literally gonna just like throw around like the she's gonna be with everyone in the friend group kind of thing and like I I just don't think that that's I feel like next season they're gonna put her with JJ too I feel like it's going to be Pope and Cleo, JJ and Key, and John B and Sarah next season. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Um, I would say my favorite character in the first season was John B. Um, I literally have a sticker that Mary Catherine uh, sent me that says I would die for John B. Like, I was obsessed with this show. I was like, this is just something different. Um, and again, the actors were not known at all, which I actually really enjoyed. Um. Oh, but yeah, first season, I was very much all about John B. Um, And season two, season two. Okay, here are my favorites of season two. Rafe Cameron. Um, I know he is technically a psychopath and he has a lot wrong with him. But compared to season one and into season two, whole character, you know, arc and like, showing a little bit more that he kind of knows he has some issues but uh ward is just you know uh supporting it and pushing it until he's you know doing even more crazy things um and like he said he wanted he just wanted to kill all the pogues um that was a little much but i also have to say um the person who plays uh pope too uh amazing especially to you got to learn more about his family background and a lot more um so I loved everyone I do have to agree that Key is kind of just like the girl because she's the only female Pogue that she's just getting passed around because first it was John B like kind of not really which was very unnecessary in my opinion in season one because then like two seconds later then Sarah Cameron's in the whole um you know gang and then it was so awkward like I don't know why they tried to make Pope and Kia thing because it was so 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 awkward and it didn't even end up working out really and it's just I think it's they're trying to make it like oh like JJ's the one blah blah blah. but I don't I without having to like that's what I was thinking like after season one like there was going to be a JJ and Key and then it was JJ yeah. and Pope or not JJ and Pope <laughs> and JJ and Pope yeah, that would be great <laughs> what a plot twist that would be oh my god yeah but it just I don't like how they uh did that to Madison Bailey and her character because um I think she should just have ended up with jj like in season two and go from there i think think it would have been really interesting to have her not have a love interest the rest of the show and Mm -hmm. like really ride that line between pogue and kook Mm -hmm. i think it would have made the dynamic with her mom really interesting yes and rather than just like i already did i think it would have been interesting and i think i would have really liked to see like 
several seasons in her and JJ getting together after like things have developed more. I mean, it's very clear to me now. I don't know if it's clear to you guys, but I feel like it's very obvious that like he and JJ are going to be thrown together. Oh, for sure. Um, What I would love to see though is I don't know if you guys know this, but I I follow all the casts on Instagram because I love them. But Madison Bailey is actually part of the Legibitiquas. Um, she's bisexual, so I would actually really like to see one of the characters down the line um, have that representation in this show, especially because they're in, like, the South, yeah. um, which is also, you know, controversial if you're in deep North Carolina. Um, as Mary Catherine and I know, we've seen some weird things driving to and from the Outer Banks. Listen, the real tea um, is, as a gay, love it, love the concept ain't gonna happen the only way I think it is gonna happen and it will piss me off if it does but hear me out on this one the only way it's gonna happen is if they make Rafe gay and Rafe's psycho psychopathy is gay rage because that's the way they represent gays in the media it is what it is I have a lot of opinions about it but I won't get into my soapbox right now I'm telling you it's not gonna happen in that main group if it's anyone it's Cleo and And I don't necessarily think it is. I think if anything, it will be Rafe having gay rage and it will make me so mad if they do that. Like if you're going to have all straight characters and then the one character that is LGBT plus turn evil, be the bad guy. Like what even is that? That's just my soapbox on it. Um, (laughs) No, as, as long as we're talking about favorite characters, like what are some of our favorite scenes are like favorite different parts um uh okay so I would have to say for sure um the banter between everybody everyone is super funny on this show um again if you follow them on Instagram you see like all of their tomfoolery that they post um so they're kind of really similar to their characters when it comes to like their sense of humor so that was definitely one of my favorite parts um I'm sorry I love John V and Sarah Cameron as a couple um well also because they're dating in real life but uh the whole like oh we got married thing and especially when when they get back together and she takes back the piece of the bandana. I was bawling my eyes out. I'm not going to lie. The, the dirty um, bandana. The dirty bandana, yes. But for them, I think that's like a cute, you know, symbol of, of the love. They did it in a really cute way too, where when she yeah. was like, well, he was like, will you take this back? And they like made out. And then she's like, yes, I want it back. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. And then I also, um, I loved the scene with, uh, JJ and Key in the truck and they go and pick up JJ's dad. Um, that's also very funny. One of my favorite parts, but, uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's so overall good, but also like the lead up, I would say to the very end. So like episode eight, nine, and 10, um were were probably my favorites because it's just absolutely like I say every time after episode six that's when shit gets crazy and it really does um and that's all I have to say I mean it was just so good but we'll get into some of the other things here in a bit but Mary Catherine what were your favorite scenes or your favorite parts um I guess the shenanigans that like Pope Key and JJ got into like running through Charleston, um, watching Ward uh, kill the con the pilot or whatever, um, and just like that entire scene, and then just like well, one part of it that made me mad, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, is just like her giving away their location by yelling "murderer." Like I felt like that's the only thing that Key could yell the entire season, and it was just like. It just it made me mad. Like you're gonna be the you're gonna be the girl that is like don't go in the closet, don't go in the closet, and like she just does it anyway, like kind of thing. No, that um. <laughs> made me extremely angry. Yes. I was so mad. 
Um, and then realistically, um, just to double off of uh, kind of what Maddie said, like I really liked um, that scene with JJ's dad. I think that got that kind of gave him more depth and like a, a glance at one of like they're like one of the core group to actually see him and like everything in that conversation and it kind of alluded to like maybe some more character development with Key's mom and so I think that would be a really interesting storyline for them to um, maybe pursue in the future but Nicole what are your favorite scenes? Um, so uh some highlights for me jj going to the jail and the whole sequence of jj's planned bust john b out everything he looks so fine that whole part it was just so funny it made me laugh so hard um i will say something about i am not straight but something about the way wraith cameron said okay round three bitch when he was I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I did like after the reunion, like them all partying together and deciding to like hang out. Um, I loved everything about Pope's storyline, especially yeah. like, I don't know, we can, we'll get into it more for sure. But everything about Pope following his family history, his pride with the cross, Pope talking about, um, you know, that's not how this ends and all of that. It was, I loved it. Um, and also watching JJ say goodbye to his dad and just like that goodbye. Um, that was, that was a good one for me. I thought it was very well done. I thought it represented actually very well, the relationship between someone who just doesn't you love your parent, but you can't have a relationship with them. And I thought they did that extremely well because obviously like JJ's dad was shitty, but at the end of the day, like he's still JJ's dad. He still loves him. And I think they represented that really, really well. Um, but I don't think yeah. he's gone forever. I don't think he's never, or I don't think that that was the last we've seen of him. I think he's going to find the kids on the island. I think he's going to find them on the island. Oh, shit. JJ's dad? Yeah, I think JJ's dad sailing along the boat is going to find them on the island. That could could be. Um, That would be interesting. I think think he's going to come up, if they do the Kiara's mom storyline, I think that um, JJ's dad is going to pop up in that. And maybe like Maybe he was the one that got away, or maybe she was the one that got away for him. Like, you don't know. Nice. Um, but I think something we also have to acknowledge with <laughs> Outer Bates is there's some ridiculousness. We can say it, and it's okay to Welcome say it. Welcome to ridiculousness. There is some ridiculousness that goes on that you're like, this is just... This is how is this actually possible? Okay. This is just ridiculous. Everything. Number one, the alligator. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Uh, That was the least like expected thing. I was like, okay, understandably so, because they are, you know, in the Carolinas and there are a bunch of gators out there. But I was like, you could have done earlier, like a shark or an octopus or something crazy and you're no. gonna go with a gator and john b is gonna wrestle the gator it's no not like you're in that, florida that whole sequence was fucking ridiculous but oh, it led so to confused. another one of the best parts which was jj trying to give a motivational speech to everyone <laughs> uh, oh, which is God. also what i do when i'm drunken with my friends that's um, true that is very true no, I I thought Ward's whole death sequence, them expecting us to think Ward died, like everything about it, I was like, and then he swam away with scuba gear. Like, I, there's no way. I've seen all yeah. those TikToks. Like, he no was on a, like, like Ward. 0.5 seconds to throw on scuba gear and then your ship explodes. Like, there's no way. No. Yeah. And then the, the uh, authorities, like, didn't even try to go after anything at the remains. Yeah, they didn't try to find anything. Body. Like, come on. And also, I have scuba, like, 
bruh, I don't know how much oxygen he had in that tank, but like. For real. I don't know exactly, you know. Yeah, little details like that. But I would say one of the most ridiculous things too, Sarah Cameron getting shot and running after somewhat getting some sort of surgery, which was definitely not sanitary or safe. Oh, yeah, she's, she's up and up. running <laughs> in an Urban Outfitters crop top with no sports bra after <laughs> she gets shot. Um, yeah, no, not they realistic. Really also unrealistic, the entire concept of the magic cloth. The entire concept of the magic cloth and the fact that it's giving being given validity and John B's dad, spoiler alert, like John B's dad at the end was like, I know where the cloth is, which means it's real. Like the entire concept of like, this is a magic cloth that can heal your body. Like what? Ridiculous. Yeah, and that's why they thought uh, that... <laughs> John B could wrestle the gator and like not get her and then since Sarah was wearing part of it that's why she could come back from getting first shot off, in the abdomen first off let's just throw out there that Nicole came up with the theory that the magic cloth is the bandana and bro so- because oh. I kept giving all these zoomed in shots of the bandana the significance of the bandana they were talking oh, I've about- seen it all over TikTok bro and then Sarah Cameron was like wearing it and then john b used the bandana to like tie up his leg after he got bit by the gator i was like there's something fishy and i was like maybe i'm wrong like maybe this isn't anything but when the compartment in the cross was so small i was like i swear to fucking god if this is what it is i'm gonna be fucking pissed it is a bandana that is nasty and sweaty and who knows what liquids are I was just thinking about to say that I'm like I don't know what's in Um, there what's on that but yeah I also thought just Rafe in general was ridiculous um I get he's supposed to be insane uh Drew does a great job in playing his character I will not deny that he needs an Emmy nomination or some sort of nomination um, because he, he that belongs performance. somewhere else other than a Netflix show. Yeah, he's saying. very yes. clearly an extremely talented actor. Yeah, he does not belong in a Netflix show. Um, he belongs in like a horror movie written by, I don't know, a Steven Spielberg. I don't know. Um, but just like the concept that he was supposed to be like the new man of the house or like I don't know. I just thought he was kind of nutso in quite a few scenes. Um, did some ridiculous stuff, but like choking out his sister. Um, and and Topper dragon. conveniently being there. Topper is a is borderline obsessive, and I think that he is gonna come out as a little cray cray in season. I three. think Topper's gonna I be crazy so next season too. I mm-hmm. think Topper's gonna be crazy next season. I think his I think his last straw is gonna snap. <laughs> yeah. So were there things that like you guys were surprised by or shocked you guys? Like what was the most surprising things for you all? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, things that I did not expect what happened this season happened. Um, but John D's dad, um, I was, I really liked how they ended it with, you know, everyone and they're making their poop. I try to say poke, poke and kook together with land. They're poke land. Poke land. Anyways, um, I really thought I was like, oh, this is going to be a cool, you know, ending. And then it wasn't over. And they showed that John B's dad, big, big John still it's, alive it's definitely or that it, was, it could have been a flashback, a flashback or something but it it kept the story going but i was still like either way if he is alive or if he's not i still gasped and i don't really fully gasp at anything on any shows or anything there was only I'm one other absolutely show i gasped at only there one. was what so there was only one other show that i've gasped at like the season finale um but I just think that the fact that we can find out more info on John B's dad which I think we've all wanted kind of since season one I think that that is like a good shock well obviously like the shock of him being like seeing a scene with him with 
it's what's her name limbry limbry yeah. i wanted to call her uh professor teller uh tellerwani or like the one from Trelawney. harry potter yeah yeah but uh. that's not it that's not it um Lim- limbry i think that that's gonna be really interesting to see their dynamic and i think that there's a lot of conspiracies and stuff with that yeah i i mean obviously john b's dad showing up was the big shock of the season um and i'm super excited to see where that leads but what do we think is coming in future seasons you know i've already shared that i think my the fucking bandana is going to be of some significance um i also think there's a possibility john b is a limbry I think there's a possibility that like they are separated from the Limbry family, but they are Limbries. Um, we also don't really know who John V's mom is. Or did all we know is that she left. So it could be a connection to the Limbries. I do see that. I do see that happening. I also think next season, I feel like we got a very John B centric storyline in season one. And a very Pope-centric storyline in season two. So I'm hopeful that like he or JJ will get some sort of storyline based around them in season three. Um, I would like. I also want to see Sarah Cameron. I know that we saw a lot of Rafe, but we also don't know, like, all we know is, oh, he's been like this since he was 10. We don't know what happened to Sarah Cameron's mom um all we know is that she most likely died um we don't really know how i'm feeling ward had something to do with it and maybe, I maybe have rafe did it maybe rafe murdered his mom yes when he was sin. exactly and obviously it was uh covered up but my biggest conspiracy is that sarah cameron and jj are brother and sister because we also do we don't know anything about um the mom and how that happened we also don't really know much about jj's mom so i think it's it's there there's a whole rumor that they are siblings i mean they do look very similar like you know character wise um but i think we will learn a lot about other people's parents other than uh ward and i think ward's gonna get caught sometime soon i don't know how but i feel like we're gonna learn a lot more about everybody's parents yes i would like for them to do like a generational season where we kind of learn how they became who they are today i think that would be really beneficial with um just their parents and seeing how they come about but or even like a flashback episode like i know riverdale did one which riverdale is nothing to hold anything up to let's be honest okay i love riverdale and you guys can fight me on it but anyway no it's Um, really okay i just don't watch it anymore but i think it'd be really interesting to have a flashback episode especially since the kids are all presumed missing right now Mm -hmm. i think it could be a really interesting way to start the season is by a flashback episode from all the parents yes especially with like you know because it's kind of predetermined who is a a pogue and who's a kook like you know whether it was there anybody especially key's mom since she was a pogue um and why they all start like hate each other or how they're all connected um because it seems like they all grew up in the same area so yeah i Um, think they're all connected somehow Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, as our last bit, uh, what do we think is going to happen to the cross? And what do we think is the magic fabric? Obviously, I shared my opinions on the magic fabric, but what do we think I is going to happen to the cross? I think it's either going to be at the bottom of the ocean or it's going to be uh either will pope wants it to be in a museum if anything so i think uh hopefully it ends up in a museum or some sort of uh like a a bigger museum though with like high security and stuff so no one's able to steal it um those are just my predictions but it's either gonna be because again the gold this season uh it kind of went away somehow i don't really remember what happened to the gold but you know the uh, priorities shifted 
and I feel like it's gonna go one way or the other yeah Yeah. I am hopeful that it ends up in a museum as well um yeah that's what I am hoping for or maybe they'll take it to like and return it to like its original home or like I can't remember if it was originally like from Spain it could also be interesting I would love if they like fixed up Freeman's church and then had the cross in Freeman's church, I think that would be really nice. Yes. Or um, somewhere. I also would love to see Tanny Hill um, like get the whole property get kind of taken away from the Camerons and uh, that Pope and his family get to own it somehow. and, And maybe the cross will go there. Maybe. I think one thing is for sure. Which is that none of us are going to be able to predict the next season. Which is no. one of the best parts about Outer Banks is that it's so unpredictable. But before we wrap up, we did do something fun. And we all took a which character are you quiz. Mm-hmm. So I think we should have the other people guess what we are. And then yes. reveal our answer. So let's guess on Mary Kath first because I feel like it's fairly obvious. I think Mary Kath is Pope. I think so too. Mary Kath, what'd you get? I got Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. But I think it makes sense. You're very much like the moral compass of the group. Very responsible. But also the way that Pope was like, fuck no, it's not ending like this. I'm getting my shit. Like very Mary Catherine vibe. Yes, very Mary Kath. For sure, Z's. I don't think that I have oh yeah I do it says you're the brains of your friend group which means whenever there's someone some tech to figure out like an underwater drone camera for example or puzzle to be solved you're on top of it you're also a sweetheart and an all-around lovable good guy who has worked so hard to go far in life (laughs) so apparently I'm a tech wizard and I'm a dude (laughs) (laughs) love that for you all right should we vote on who we think Maddie is I guess so. I think she's going to be Sarah or John B. I'd be surprised if she was JJ. I think Sarah or John B. I am John B. Yeah. Interesting. And it says you're clever and adventurous. And once you put your mind to something, there's absolutely nothing in the world that can stop you, which is how you've ended up in some pretty precarious situations. (laughs) While some of your choices aren't squiggle the best you have pure intentions and you literally go to the bottom of the ocean for the people you love it's very accurate yeah there's some tea in there there's some tea all right what do we think nicole is um okay i want to say jj yeah i think jj but i think it's it's gonna be a switch up on us oh i'm saying jj final answer final answer uh you guys are right it's jj Um, yeah (laughs) which i kind of love that like the big three main guys are who we each got i think that's funny but i got jj it says you're funny daring and you can be reckless as hell but when it comes to your friends you're as loyal as they come you may seem tough on the outside (laughs) because life hasn't treated you kindly (laughs) yikes The truth is, behind the bravado, you're a softy, but only (laughs) true friends get to see that side of you. Wow, it read you like a book. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Oh my god. Absolutely called out by every sentence in that description. (laughs) You were just raw dogged, my friend. (laughs) Um, So... I, but I do think it's fun that we each got different people and that we all got the big three. Yeah, I think that's very fun. But I also think it's probably time to wrap up our review of OBX season two. All right, guys, it is time for recommendation station. Um, and I'm big excited. Maddie's Music Corner, take us away. Okay, so um, a lot of stuff is definitely up in, or words are hard. Wow. Okay, so for Maddie's Music Corner, a lot of things are going to be released very, very soon. 
Um, I have mainly in preparation, I've just been listening to kind of some older stuff. Um, my usual wallows, um, Lizzo's last album, which we did get a new song from her on Friday with Cardi B and I love it. I love Lizzo. I love everything she represents for the music industry and herself. And she's 110% authentic. Um, so I'm excited for new, her new album, um, there were also spottings of Harry Styles in the studio for the past couple of weeks. Um, thank you, Dumois. Um, but also, I, I don't know when that could come. That could literally be next month, but I feel like he's literally going to do it right after tour if that even happens. Um, I will correct myself from the last episode. I said it's the end of August for Grammy. Um eligibility and it's actually the end of September I think it might be different every year um but so anything that is released this month up until the end of September will be eligible uh to be nominated for or to be nominated for the voting for the nominations for the Grammys which is a very long process um also we got this week too driver's license has hit a billion streams on Spotify And that's only within seven months. So I feel like that's definitely some sort of record. I have a question for you guys based off that. Did either of you get a notification that told you you were in the top 1% or the first 1% of listeners? I got first 10%. Interesting. Um, Yes. I also haven't listened to Spotify in the last few days. So I don't know if it would tell me if I were to log in right now interesting i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i was just curious no you're totally fine um yeah i was in the top 10 uh percentile of people who had first listened to it the day that it came out so um i really think that olivia rodrigo is going to at least get one nomination especially for uh, best new artist um you know we're months and months away from that um but it's kind of exciting to see you know what could be eligible for the Grammys for 2022 um I'm excited I know we have a lot of stuff that will be coming out soon like uh Lord that's the one I'm most excited about but we also get some new Shawn Mendes pretty soon which is uh single but I've also seen on Dumas that it could be more um it's a new album i'm hopeful as well and i'm glad he had a quarantine glow up because hubba hubba Mm. um but that's it for my music corner mary kath what have you been watching yes also i just want to point out that when you when you have in the notes we have she has hs3 question mark and i wrote and i read it as High School Musical 3. <laughs> so I hate myself and that's okay. <laughs> so I binged watched all of All American Season 3 in a day and a half. Um, and when I said I only ever gasped at another season finale and it was this one. Okay, yeah, true. Season, Same. I did as well. I was shooketh. Um, and it's so good. If there's a show that you're looking to watch... I seriously highly recommend All American. Um, It's super great. Um, It gives you a lot of perspective. Um, They obviously touch upon uh, Black Lives Matter in this season. And I think that it's just really, really good. Um, And then also we had the end of a trilogy come out this weekend, Kissing Booth 3. Um, I have yet to watch it, but I plan on watching it this week so we can discuss Oh my god, it made Nicole and I very nostalgic and I bawled yeah. my eyes out, which I was not expecting at all. I want to be very clear that my personal opinion of it was, it's not good, but it had some good parts. Yes. Does that make sense? Like, and was- I also wanted to find out where, what, how the, it would end. Like, where the hell Elle was going oh, to college. Don't, don't give me spoilers, people. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, I wanted to find out you know, it's what not happened? good, but it has some very good parts. And there was one part that they were playing a song that everyone in this chat knows means a special lot to my heart. Same. And Same to me as well. Bruh, Maddie and I were 
big tears big tears um but but other than that um i'm just keeping an eye out for new things coming out i think there's a few new series coming out on netflix about different serial killers so stay tuned for that um and i am there's also new episodes of grace and frankie in case you wanted to know there's four there's a new season season seven um didn't know that was coming out until literally today so go watch get your watch on um oh sorry i didn't know what that meant no i was just like oh you were like a woo okay i I saw this and i just i didn't know what that meant no (laughs) you're totally good you're totally good okay nicole what's going on in nicole's reading this um okay so i my book recommendation this week i read it this week it what and immediately like the list of books i have as book racks like this shot to the top because it was so good um it's called neon gods by katie robert um it is a version of the retelling of Hades and Persephone, like the myth of Hades and Persephone, which is one of my favorite myths, myths, myths in Greek mythology. Um, (laughs) It's one of my favorite myths of in Greek mythology. And I, everything, but it's interpreted in a very cool way. Like it's a very modern interpretation where like Madeline Miller's Greek interpretations take place in ancient Greece. Like this is a very modern interpretation of the story. And also, bruh, it is spicy. It is real sexy. Um, Which obviously like I'm reading romance books right now for the summer, <laughs> so duh. But um, it was really well written. I really, really loved the dynamic between Hades and Persephone. I feel like it was captured very well and very well written. She's doing another one that I don't know when it's coming out about, I think it's about Eros and Psyche. Um, and let me tell you right now, that's going to be real good. Like, oh, I think that that will be very good as well. So Katie Robert as an author, I think is one to watch, but read Neon Gods because it's fantastic and really well written. Um, and then I also have a fan fiction recommendation, which I haven't made in a while. So because I haven't read any in a while, but, um, I've been having some sleep issues. So, you know, that leads me to wattpad.com. Um, the what? (laughs) And the wattpad. It's a new, it's another Harry Styles, Harry Styles. It's another Harry Potter fan fiction. Um, Draco and Hermione, as always, because that's my favorite pairing. Yep. And it's called Remain Nameless. And it had me crying my eyes out. There were a couple parts I didn't like, namely that I really like when Blaise Zabini's character is a better and a bigger part of the story than he was in this one. But it's okay because Theo not was, and I guess that's fine. But, um, I super enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. If you are into fan fiction, that Remain Nameless is my recommendation for you. Uh, but those are my recs for this week. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right, guys, it's time for ins and outs, ins and outs, ins and outs of the week. And in and out and in and in and out and in and out. <laughs> Maddie, why don't you go first for ins? it's been a minute okay um as we discussed at the very beginning one of my ends is bama rush tiktok um it has it has concluded today was bid day as we were recording this on sunday um and i hope everyone found their home or had a good time rushing um yeah that's all I have to say about that. Um, but it was really interesting to see all the things that these girls were wearing mainly because compared to uh, Mary Catherine and I went to a state school. So very different, not as intense, did not have to dress up that much. Did not have to name name brand drop hard. <laughs> no, like hard. Like Lulu, obvi- Lululemon obviously 
most mentioned and Golden Goose. But um, my other in this week is the OG Gossip Girl. I've been rewatching and wow, rewatching as a 24 year old. Um, it hits different, let me say. Um, but I also just love Nate Archibald. I love Nate Archibald, my favorite character. Uh, and then Blair is my second favorite. Um, I also have been using my jade roller on my face at night. So that has been an in. And my last in is um, my nighttime routine playlist on Spotify. Um, go follow me. It's Maddie Moore or something. I don't remember. Um, but I have a nighttime routine that I play like uh, in the sh- if I'm taking a shower at night or doing my skin uh, routine. Uh, but it's very relaxing, and I have to say it's one of my favorite playlists that I've ever made. Um, so those are my ins. Um, Mary Kath, what were your ins for this week? Yeah, so this weekend, um, Kyle had his big in visiting to good old Virginia, so we went to Bush Gardens, and um, one of my ins is the beer fest that they have there every fall. You can, like, buy, like, a little, like, a traveling set of 10 tastings that you can taste different beers ciders whatever and you get to just like it felt like a mini epcot i'm gonna be real um so that was fun um which also leads into like having friends visit because i always love to host people over so that was a good time three-day weekends i wish there were more of them in the year um i really do Loved Friday off. And my last in is the is Maroon 5's Jordy album. It is slept on. It is so good. I don't know what that was. But it was so good. Um, I have a few really favorite songs that I'm really excited to add to the playlist. So um, you'll have to stay tuned and check those out. But yeah, those are my ins. Nicole, what are yours? Uh, my ins this week. The first is the original Bellini um it's listen I got a bottle of this stuff for this movie night Maddie and I had um and I was like oh I'm not sure how I'm gonna like this fantastic it was so good um so recommend that also getting back together with your exes um (laughs) um also may I say toxic ex we dig- what you have here in the notes that is what you have in the notes we disagree on the definition of toxic um but and then lastly uh dimension 20 i don't remember if i've had it be an in before but i recommend it to literally everyone it is a dungeons and dragons live play show and i know what you're thinking nicole you're a fucking loser who watches that um hear me out Everyone who plays is a comedian and the guy who hosts is maybe one of the best storytellers of all time. Um, And they have a lot of really great seasons. Uh, Fantasy High is usually what people start with, but they also have Unsleeping City um, and a bunch of other ones. So you can kind of like pick what you're into. And they actually have a new season coming out starting this Wednesday called The Seven, which is an all-female D&D um show which I'm super super excited for um and they have like queer trans people of color and like great representation all the way around which I think is super cool in any media um but yeah and then I'm gonna go ahead and do my outs now too and we can just kind of cycle back uh my outs I hate to say it this breaks my heart to share but tobacco knee has become an out. I switched it up wow. and I went back to the OG tobacco knee because I had a little bit left uh, for my pillow spray the other night. And I was like, you know, like now that I have the other one, I'm like, this just really is not that good. Like it's okay. And it's good during winter because it's like spicy, but like it's whatever. Um, My second out is The Feast. If you are from Cleveland, you know what The Feast is. Uh, It's basically a big celebration in Little Italy for The Feast of the Assumption. Uh, It's super fun, but here are my criticisms. Number one, don't go on a Saturday night because it is hot and sweaty and disgusting and you are packed in like sardines. Number two, 
I don't think that like pasta and a meatball is like an outdoor eating food. Like I don't want to walk around while I'm eating a plate of pasta and a meatball the size of my face. Um, like that's just not for me. Um, so that was my out this week. And then the last one, thunderstorms. I've really not liked, it's been really bad up here. I don't know if it's been bad in other places. I mean, I think it has, but I, I just don't like it. Like it's scary. Um, like literally when I was in therapy this past week, we had to move to a different room because we got like a storm warning to take interior rooms. So, uh, thunderstorms are big out for me. I really, really don't like them. And those are my outs this week. Uh, Mary Kath, what are your outs this week? Yeah, um, I'll have to double on that. Uh, monsoon rain is on mine. Um, our day was cut short at the theme park because storms were in the area up to 30 miles of a radius. And it really just brought me back to my Disney World days and people yelling at people. And it really just made me sad for all the people that were working that day. Um, we did get out in the nick of time. By the time we got to the car and probably got like five to 10 minutes down the road, it started to pour. Um, humidity. I was sweaty all day yesterday. Everyone was sweaty. No one, there was not a dry t-shirt in the, in the park. It was nasty. Um, and then blisters on your feet. Um, not just like your heels, like the bottom of your feet. Uh, like the deep tissue blisters. Yeah, they're a no-go for me. And those are my outs for the week. Maddie, what are your outs? Okay, so my outs, uh, number one, the Delta variant, obviously. Um, But I have to say the memes on Twitter are very funny and all over the internet. They are funny, but the Delta variant itself um, is no joke. So everyone, please, even if you are vaccinated, please wear a mask, um, be safe, uh, and be aware of your surroundings. Um, uh, You know, everyone is questioning whether there will be another lockdown or not, but we'll see. Um, But my second out is Serena Vanderwoodson. Um, Blake Lively, I love you as an actress. But I think it's just Serena Vanderwoodson is the staple or the vision of white, rich, pretty girl privilege. Um, And her character, frankly, pisses me off a little too much in the original Gossip Girl. Um, And my last out, um, which will be some homework for maybe listeners and maybe the other parts of the trio here, um, with Bama uh, tick, Rush TikTok being all over on everyone's For You page, at least mine, Mary Catherine and Nicole's, um, there's been a lot coming up about this thing called the machine at Bama, which is very messed up. It's kind of just like the core OG sororities and fraternities um, kind of grouping together to, uh, with student politics. And apparently it's gone deeper to do state elections, local elections, like actual elections other than just like SGA president. So, um, if you have not done your homework on that, I highly suggest you do. Um, yeah, it's really important to be aware of at big universities. This is the only one I've heard of, uh, for right now, but uh, we shall see. Um, I think that's it for me. Just everyone, please be safe with the Covaroni, the Covidrini, the Fettuccini. Yeah. Get your vaccines. Uh, yes, for sure. Get your vaccines, wear your fucking masks. Um, just care about other people. Um, I didn't realize that was like a political stance, but apparently care about other people is a political stance. Uh, so this is me taking a stand, care about other people, uh, wear your mask, get your vaccine. Everyone wants it to go back to normal. And we were so close at one point, everyone's got to do their part. Um, but with that being said, I think that that is about all for this week's episode. Um, Remember to follow us on social media at, at golden 30 on um, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, have a great week. Uh, be kind to each other and be kind to yourselves. This has been the Golden Trio Podcast.